Radio Free Cybertron. Transformers. Rewind. Transformers Rewind, it's Web World. I'll do whatever you want. I'll do nothing at all. Deltron. Cyclonus. The Decepticons are flying around looking for magic space rocks to make their guns work. Soundwave. Eject Ratbat to begin scanning. With the isotrite to repair our weaponry, we'll do just that. And then crush the Autobots to scrap! Crush the Earth and its puny humanity! Crush anyone, anything that dares to oppose us! Agree, mighty Galvatron. But first, we must find the isotrite. <laughs> Ratbat has found a deposit of isotrite and something else. Ratbat discovers an asteroid with it, but wouldn't you know, the Autobots are already there getting their rocks off. Decepticons! Attack! Eyes aloft, gentlemen! A rival geological survey has arrived! Hold your ground! We need the Isodrite as much as they do! battle begins, but it's short-lived as Galatron defeats all the Decepticons single-handed while the Autobots quietly leave with their magic ore. Out of my way, fool! Mighty Galatron, please! We must use strategy! Strategy is a coward! Back on Char, some representatives of the Decepticon army tell Cyclonus they're sick of Galatron being batshit. And if they have to, they're going to unseat him from leadership. Which, considering what he just did to the Decepticon army a few minutes ago, I don't think it's going to work very well, but that's neither here nor there. You should have seen Galvatron in action. No Decepticon ever fought more valiantly. Or less rationally. Yeah, well, maybe the Autobots should have destroyed him. They'd be doing us a favor. That is treason, Swindle. We need Galvatron. Hey, that's a can of old lube. You'll be the death of all of us if something isn't done about him. Cyclonus is concerned, but when a quintessence projects his image to him, he just gets annoyed. The quintessence suggests a plant such as Torculon, where Galvatron can get professional help. But, of course, it's not the Quince problem how Cyclonus will get him there. There are worlds that specialize in curing such disorders. Torculon, for example. Don't insult my intelligence, Five-Face. I trust you no further than I can throw Trypticon. On the other hand, something must be done. Yes, mustn't it? But... Galvatron would never go willingly to such a place. That Cyclonus is your problem. Cyclonus uses the magic lure, Autobots, and gets him to follow him to Torculon. There are Autobots waiting to be mangled! Even now the Autobots bask in what they believe to be their victory. Never expecting us to strike at the new planet they are exploring. Planet? What planet? We will make that world a tomb! But instead of Autobots, they're met with a range of mental patients and eventually the people running the asylum who capture Galatron when he refuses to accept treatment peacefully. And as Cyclonus watches, the Torculon subject Galatron to a series of exercises to help him get his marbles back in the jar. You 
Where are the Autobots? Thing I warn you. Tell me where to find the Autobots. Mommy. I have no head. I have no head. I have no head. I have no head. There are certain formalities. Does the patient have a service contract with us? Then we'll require a credit reference. I believe we can waive the customary deposit. Should the patient require permanent care, payment will be made in consciousness units rather than conventional currency. Um, what I want to know is... Do you understand and agree to these terms? Yes, yes. Then, if you validate the forms right here... ...and here for diagnostics... ...and for therapeutics... ...and one for parts and labor... ...release me! Oh, Standard logic failure, aggravated by the plasmatic imbalance. Can you help him? Path scan, please. Embrittlement of the metaprocessing circuitry. No wonder he's always on the brink of perceptual crash. Uh, I am Galvatron! Release me! Forfeit your puny lives! Galvatron, don't fight it. Just say whatever comes to mind. Kill, smash, destroy. Ah, uh, yes, go on. Rend, mangle, distort. I'll destroy everything here, everything. And then I'll destroy the Autobots. Yes, tell me about the Autobots. I hate the Autobots. I hate Cyclonus. Perhaps we'll do better with psychomotor reintegration. What's the point of this? Sometimes, assembling the pieces of an external object aids the patient in reconstructing his damaged psyche. I'll get this work, and then I'll show what friend is rapidly exhausting his therapeutic alternatives. But one after another, every attempt fails. Finally, the Turculons see there's no choice but to let the planet lobotomize him. After all, it will fix his insanity. Therapy on Galvatron's metaprocessor has failed. Our only option is to complete its disintegration. But his metaprocessor contains his mind. No, release him, let him go! We cannot allow you to interfere. Besides... You were supposed to repair his mind, not destroy it! We tried. It's beyond repair. When I get out of these... What we do to Galvatron, we can also do to you. No! Without Galvatron to lead us... Cyclonus protests, but it's little use. As Galvatron's mind is connected to the living planet, his insanity actually overcomes the planet, and it too is now quite insane. Plus, when they're having a meeting of the minds, Galvatron found out the source of the planet's consciousness, 
which he quickly goes to and destroys before going on to devastate as much of the planet as he can. Open the linkage and let the planet access his central processor. Planetary network has access. Transfer beginning. All right. Let the Alia enjoy their meal. Access positive. All circuits open. What in the universe? Feedback! Impossible! The place is coming apart! The planet's going crazy! It's been infected with Calvertron's madness. The whole network is crashing! Inhibit it! I can't! Cyclonus says it will take centuries for them to rebuild it all, but it's not enough for Galvatron, and only Cyclonus deterring him from visiting further uh, further destruction upon Turquion by saying the magic word, Autobots. And Galvatron flies off to crazy another day. You fear me, don't you, planet? You know I know your secret, don't you? Secrets? When it invaded my mind, I was in its mind as well. I know where it is. A planet's memory core? Down there, in the oldest part of the web. And when we destroy it... It knows what we're doing. It's trying to stop us. You cannot stop me. I am Galvatron. I am your destiny. So, wow. Yeah. I mean, okay, this is like 95% a Decepticon episode, which just by itself is a really weird thing to get. Well, it's written by, like, a real writer. Uh, If comic book writers are real, real, I guess. Uh, Lynn Wine. Yeah, that's... I just mean, like... Okay, this got, like, cleared and approved and all the way through animation and broadcast... You know, it's it's just it's a really uncommon concept for an episode, and especially dealing with primarily Galvatron's insanity. I wonder how many uh, G one scripts were not approved. Uh, I mean, they had what forty eight hours is basically the the old um, not supposition rumor or whatever that uh, G one episodes were mostly written. You know, like within forty eight hours of being approved uh, after being pitched. Um, so, I, I, yeah, you're absolutely right. It's a it's a Decepticon centric episode, Galvatron centric. It not only is it, not, not only not only is it uh, not only is it um, a Decepticon centric. I mean, I've always kind of seen Galvatron as kind of like um, a kiddified version of Adolf Hitler. He's erratic and he has these crazy ideas and he wants to destroy everybody and people just go along with it because they're afraid of him. And it basically, it's it's like uh, the odd couple. It's like the gay odd couple with Adolf Hitler, and that's what the episode's about. It's, he's in therapy, and I love it. It's like my favorite episode of Transformers, or if if it's not my favorite, it's one of my favorites. I love this episode so much for like so many different reasons. That's true. Galvatron is so awesome. He is just like he's he's like a Shakespearean character. He's 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 in the sense that you don't you don't get crazy 
just like a crazy force of nature. I mean, that's what he is. He's crazy, and he doesn't have any motivations beyond that. I love him. I love his relationship with Cyclonus. I think you broke it with Adolf Hitler odd couple therapy. Gay. Yeah, that too. I forgot that part. (laughs) Yes. I'm so used to referring to Cyclonus as the battered wife in a relationship. I just don't even, I mean, that just doesn't, like, it's not a conscious thought anymore. Yes. But yeah, uh. <laughs> so many interesting things in this episode. The Torculons are organic. They're one of the few like organic characters that we see through G one that are basically the size of the Transformers. Of course, yeah, it's the planet of the giant apes. Yeah, uh, the, yeah. Um, of course, with all the scale issues that we've had in this series, you know, it's kind of hard to say one way or the other. But these are definitely clearly intended to be giant ape people, which I like. I think it's really interesting. And how they got in the job, how they got in the business of like therapy, we'll never know. They're not in it anymore. That's true. <laughs> it didn't seem like they were very good at it anyway. No, it's like everybody that we saw was like bound up in those uh, organic cages that they had. Yeah. Of course, now to be fair, you know, once a person actually is treated and is, you know, functionally sane, they're probably not going to, you know, hang around the asylum anymore, but. Maybe not. We'll never know. No, no. The world may never know. Yes. How many licks does it take to get to the center of Torquilon? Well, if Galatron screams at it a little bit, not many. Yeah. Um, so, a couple of interesting things in this, um, like, and just small little things. Uh, after Galvatron, after they're in battle, Galvatron gets injured. And of all people, he gets repaired by Swindle. And I was watching this, and I'm like, why is Swindle repairing Galvatron? I'm like, oh, yeah, they're no Decepticon medics. So mm-hmm. Swindle makes as much sense as anybody else. Well, there's that, and Swindle probably wants to try to scavenge some parts out of him so he can, you know, make a few bucks. Yeah, I think my favorite crazy part, and of course it also goes back to a sort of scale and not really knowing what they're doing with 2D animation sometimes. Uh, Galvatron <laughs> punches a sweep from the air. It's not even physically possible how he does it. <laughs> now... It should be noted that season three, the uh, uh, animation producer is uh, Nelson Shin, who is the owner of Acom, or yes. was at the time. And that's why Transformers the movie also has like a lot of bad scaling problems. Yeah, but it had a lot more money, so there was more frames, so you didn't notice how bad it was. That's true. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, there, you, you can definitely see, like, throughout Season 3, uh, for the most part, there is, you know, ACOM qualities to it. There's not, like, the high frame rate that we see in those particular Season 2 episodes, but the really weird parts, I mean, that's there up front and close. Yeah, one thing I wanted to mention, I, I said it was written by a real writer. <clears throat> this was written by Lynn Wine, who's best known as the creator of Wolverine when he was writing um, The Incredible Hulk, as well as Swamp Thing. So, uh, and I would consider his greatest achievement, of course, Web World. Well, oh, of course, because that's the only one that focuses on Galvatron. Yes, yes, <laughs> that is the case. Um, Wolverine, forget everything that he, you know, that has ever occurred. Just, but. you know, I mean, it's kind of like um, with Bot at the end of season two, which we talked about recently. Um, you know, there's other stuff going on. The episode itself is really weird, but I mean, it's a really solid focus piece on Galvatron, like Bot was on Swindle for at least half the time, you know, I mean, it really developed Galvatron's insanity 
beyond just, okay, he's crazy and we'll do whatever. I mean, there's no, like, consistent characterization up to that point. Yeah, it's not like he's crazy and we accept it. It's like he's crazy, so we're going to do something about it. Oh, crap. There's nothing we can do. We might as well just go along. <laughs> then he had Perry- and, you know, Go ahead. Since, since the other Decepticons weren't probably aware of the trip to Torqueon and all, they probably did try to rise up against Galvatron and just got punched in the face a bunch. And then, there's, <laughs> then there are times, like, I guess depending on convenience, he's, like, less crazy. Uh, especially, yeah. like, uh, Return of Optimus Prime. He's, like, dramatically less crazy in that episode. Or in the ultimate weapon. Yes. Well, I mean, that's still kind of crazy. Because I'm going I'm to swing a remote control at you and tell you that it will end the world. <laughs> yes, but see, I mean, he's loose enough to know that, okay, this is Rodimus, and he's going to believe whatever the hell I tell him <laughs> because he's Rodimus. Yes. And he doesn't know any better. I mean, it's actually kind of realistic because, you know, even a really crazy person, they're going to have their moments where they at least appear to be, you know, with it. They're lucid enough to be passable, at least. Yeah. And then they're going to have their moments like this where, you know, uh, crush, mangle, rend, distort. Yes. Yes. I like the distort at distort. the end. That was, that was, yeah. You could tell they were running out of words in their thesaurus.